Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. What's up? Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so excited to have you guys here with us today. Woohoo! We're ready to share a good word with you. It's going to be a good one. We're going to make today a better day. In fact, we're going to talk about how to make any bad day <laughs> a better day. That's good. And we need that because there's been a lot of bad days that we've had. It seems like in these last you know, couple of years, a lot of things that have been going on. Everyone's had a bad day every once in a while. So you had a bad day. Isn't that a song? Yeah, it yeah. is actually. So um, before we jump in, let me just say a big shout out to everybody that shares this uh, podcast out on social media or you write a review and rate us. Uh, it helps us to really rank higher in the search engine so that more people can find this podcast and be connected in. And we really believe that it's making a difference. And it's it's amazing to me that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are listening and they're finding us every single week from all cool. over America and around the world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing it, y'all. So I don't know if you've ever made the statement, man, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I mean, can today get any worse? And if I could be transparent with you, I have had many days that I have thought or muttered those words underneath my breath. I mean, just tough mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's the the smallest little things, you know, like uh, maybe the outdoor lights in the backyard keep tripping when the rain comes. That used to happen at our house. So like in our, in our, in our house where we, where we were at is that every time it would rain, we had some like little outdoor mm-hmm. uh, landscape lights that were outside. And I like these lights at night. I like the way that they, you know, it just glows. And sometimes you have three or four days of yeah. just nonstop rain. And so I'd have to go out there and have to trip that. It would just, you know, bother me. Or, or how about the uh, the smoke alarm? Remember in our first house that we ever owned in Rowlett? Ah, uh, remember. Every time you cooked, it Stop seemed. Stop it. It wasn't when I cooked. When you cooked, the fire alarm would go Stop. off. <laughs> it was the fireplace, babe. Yeah. Every time a little smoke got out, it was like overly sensitive and it just annoyed us. It always happened at night, like after we put the kids to bed and then the whole alarm system's screaming like the house is burning down. And anyway, kind of like frustrating. Or maybe it's a bad boss or maybe your car is making all kinds of, you know, racket and noise. Listen, it it doesn't really matter. There's a ton of different things in life that can be small. There can be big things. Sure, yeah. Most of what I just described for me with the landscape lighting, those are all small little things, but they can work at stealing and hijacking your joy. And there's been a lot of times that I've come to the place that I've just thought, you know, I'm just going to wave that white flag of surrender and hope that tomorrow is going to be better and just resign myself that today's just going to be a bad day. And I don't believe that it needs to be like that. Yeah, and thank the Lord that I've grown in some areas. I'm still growing. And if you've ever done that, I've got some good news for you. I don't believe that for one moment that you have to go through life held hostage by your circumstances. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit within you. And that means you now have access to his peace, his joy, his strength, patience. All of this, it belongs to you. In fact, in First John, it says... 
He who is in you is greater than your bad day. Amen. He's greater than he that is in that is in the world. Yeah, yeah. So it's not what's happening to you so much. It's not really what's happening around you. It's really, it's really like about perspective, right? It's what's happening on the inside of of you. That's why you don't have to settle for a bad day. Uh, I want you to read this uh, this quote. It's it's a rather uh, compelling quote from Chuck Swindoll. Read it, hon. Let me let me read it. Um, it says, the longer that I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Attitude is more important to me than facts. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. Okay. So he's saying that attitude is, is, is more important than all these other things. It says it's more important than appearance and giftedness or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding the attitude that we'll embrace for the day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We can't change the inevitable. And the only thing that we can do is play on the one string that we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitude. He says, I'm convinced that life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. That's incredible. That that puts like so much power in our hands when we see life in that way. Like it's really so much of it is bound up in our attitude, our perspective, how we choose to How we respond when the fire alarm's going off or our boss or the car's (laughs) doing whatever. Or, (laughs) Or you're in the fast lane behind a slow driver. Me. Which that should be illegal. Come on. It's all in, <laughs> it's not in what happens to me. It's in how I react to it. <laughs> That's it. So again, let me say this again, and then I want to give you some tips today. Three tips, actually, how to make any bad day a better day. Again, life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. So here's the first thing I give you, and that is this. Refuse to settle. Just stop. Refuse it. In fact, let's do let's do a little exercise together, right where you're at, wherever you're listening to this. This is what I call the what if uh, the what if story. Okay, so okay. if you're ready, let's let's play the game. Okay, what if you grew up in the middle of the United States, somewhere like let's just say Wichita, Kansas, and your dream was to live by the ocean, to breathe in, you know, that salty air, uh, you know, let that sand sink between your toes, <laughs> the you get eat all that, you know wonderful seafood and enjoy the incredible scenic views. And yet, so one day you just decide, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm going to go follow my dream. All right. So you make all the necessary arrangements and you start off on your way to the ocean. But as you're driving, you begin to dread moving such a long distance from your home and your family and where everything is at. And so as you pass by the Mississippi River, you think, you know, it may not be the ocean, but at least it's nice. I'm going to settle here. And that's what so many people do in their life. Yeah, it's true. They, they settle. So many people in life, they, they, they have a grasshopper mentality. They, they settle. And here's the life's lesson, and I want you to understand. Mediocre or mediocrity is halfway up a stony mountain. It's the midway point between two destinations. 
That's what mediocre means. Halfway up. Mm-hmm. So every one of us want to climb uh, to the summit. God, yeah. God created us to be conquerors. He says, you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. And, and, the, and in our day-to-day, like we want our day to like accomplish what we know needs to be accomplished and to do it in a way that we find joy and fulfillment and ah, we're happy with, even if it feels like, well, this could be a bad day. <laughs> and so what we do is we settle. Yeah. We stop halfway. And just kind of give in to the like, okay, so many bad things are happening. It's so just going to be So I'm just going to just settle right just, here. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. Hey, everybody, well, we have listen. a choice. Yeah, we have a choice. Mediocre is halfway up a stony mountain. And I think that's an interesting um, definition because it means that it's it, there's sharp you know, rocks that are sticking out and sometimes they're, they're moving, shifting underneath your feet. Yeah. A, you can't always plan for the next step, but it's still saying, I'm not going to stop here when I know. But it's know. halfway. You yeah. stop. Yeah. You stop in the middle of the difficulty. And what makes your bad day better is really refusing to do that. Like I'm not going to. I'm going to refuse to settle. Yeah. And and can I just encourage you? You need to hear this from me. You're not a settler. You're not one that that goes halfway up a stony mountain. Don't be a quitter. You're not one that just lands in the land of you know compromise. You're one that is going to reach your destination. And regardless of all the things that are happening in your mm-hmm. life or the things mm-hmm. that are happening all around you. This is your moment. This is your time. Keep going. The yeah. Bible says in Psalms 37, 23. It says, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. It says the steps. Yeah. Steps. Steps. God leads us in steps, yeah, yeah. not leaps. And I know so many people that want to take this giant leap and, well, why can't I have all that success? Or why can't I have... All of this, you know, these accolades and notoriety or whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. The Lord leads us. Yeah. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So if somebody's saying, hey, I really want to, you know, um, make, make, get a strong marriage, if I really want to get financially in the right place, if I really want to excel in leadership, Mm -hmm. if I really want to get healthy, or stand, I want to stand out in the workplace, I want to be the best at this, or I want to raise my kids to, like, you have goals, right? But it's but mediocre means that you stop halfway yeah, because it means uh, that you give up because it gets really hard. It does get hard, but we're going to refuse to settle. We're going to refuse to settle on these bad days. So let me ask you, how have you been settling? So for you, as you're listening to this, what goals have you given up on? Maybe it's financial goals. Maybe it's relationship goals. Maybe you know you had a goal to learn a new language. Maybe it's to learn a new hobby, like cooking or painting or gardening or dog training, I don't know, fishing. Maybe it's health goals. I'm telling you, you were never called to live a life of mediocrity. Yeah. And I just would add this, like, it's not too late. It's never too late for you to, like, pick yourself back up and try again, start again. So if you gave up, you're in a season where you said, like, one time this was a goal and I wanted to accomplish this, but it got really hard or life got tough and you just stopped. It's never too late for you to start again. You can begin again. And I think that's the beauty of like being reminded, being encouraged, like no matter how hard it's been, it doesn't mean it's over. Like it's not over because you're still breathing. Take another step. <laughs> you're still here. So take take yeah, another step. Take another step. Take another step. God has something so much better for you. And you'll actually discover it when you when you follow his lead instead of settling where you're at. You know, another word that I like to use here, hun, is 
the word grit. Mm-hmm. I That's love. A, yeah, we use that word a lot, a lot. in our family and just. As I part think it's of one of the culture. keys for like, like a pastor, somebody going into ministry. A lot of yeah. young people ask me, okay, what do I need to be successful in, in ministry? <laughs> And yes, you need to have a prayer life and you need to know God's word. And yes, you need mm-hmm. to know leadership and, uh, and and be able to speak and communicate. But grit yeah, is in my top five. Yep. I would say it takes you further in life. Just the unwillingness to give up. Like you were, you are not going to quit. You are not going to, you can be knocked down a thousand times and I'm getting back up again. Like it's just not quitting. It's one of the keys to being a successful businessman. Uh, it's it's the key for uh, to be a successful pastor. A great it's the key to a, a have a successful marriage. family to raise successful kids. Is you know, no matter how hard it gets, you're not quitting on this consistent. Yeah, there's a TED talk. It's my favorite TED talk. It's six minutes long. That's it. If you're listening to me today, go to Google and just type "grit TED talk." Mm-hmm. That's it. Grit. Mm-hmm. TED Talk. It's six minutes it's long. It's probably on YouTube, yeah. You need to Google it. You need to watch this this lady. She she talks about how grit, uh, people that have grit go beyond, way beyond people that have incredible talent and uh, um, IQ and diplomas and all that. Yeah. Grit. In fact, I've got a couple quotes here. Thomas Edison said, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try to do uh, to try just one more time. I like that. Yep. George Morrison said, "We conquer by continuing." And the last quote by Peter Lowe says, "The most common trait that I've found in all successful people is that they've conquered the temptation to give up." Beautifully said. Okay, here's the second thing. How do you make your your bad day a better day? Say no, no. No, no, no to worry. So let me ask you a question. If you came home today and found that your house or your apartment has been infested with insects, I mean, I'm I'm talking about large, disgusting, germ-carrying, gross, you know, yeah. slimy, okay. gross bugs. What would you do? We're not staying here tonight, is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> So would would you coexist with those bugs? Would you live there? Or would you take any necessary steps to eradicate yeah, them? Yeah, of course. I'm going to tell you, every one of us, we would yeah. say, you know, I'm not going to live We're with not this. Living like this. I'm going to take immediate, immediate and aggressive action. Mm-hmm. So here's what's interesting. We go to great lengths to rid our homes of these harmful, disgusting pets. Pests, not pests. <laughs> that better not be a pet for you. But yet we allow our lives to be filled with all kinds of harmful, disgusting patterns. You know, and it really begs the question, why is that? Yeah. So I want you to get this this picture in in your mind. Uh, Dread, fear, anxiety, stress, uh, even worry. These are... Can I just say it like this? These are like emotional insects that are scurrying around in the corners of our of our hearts and our minds. And like these bugs, these feelings of worry are unhealthy. And they actually like those places of darkness. They like to find those places where they can mess you up yeah. in, in terrible ways. 
So instead of coexisting, instead of living in a house filled with bugs, instead of allowing all of, you know, uh, worry and anxiety mm-hmm. and stress and all that just to occupy your mind yeah. and your life, hoping that they're going to go away. I think that we need to take aggressive action. <laughs> I have a verse that I wanted to share. I was just thinking about as you were talking. And because I know that, um, man, for us just to, to tell you not to worry seems like, okay, that's nice for you to say, but like, how do we do this? We 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 have to take action. Otherwise, our hearts and our minds are going to be consumed with things that we dread or we have anxiety about. And so the verse is in Colossians 3, 2, and it says, um, set your mind on things above and not on things that are here on earth. Because the truth is that God really wants um, to fill our hearts, your hearts, and your mind with a renewed sense of hope, with a new strength. Because life can feel very difficult. We can't, we do have things that we could stress out, that we can worry about. I'm not saying that there's not issues or problems, concerns that you have, and that those aren't real things. But um, the truth is that God wants us to be renewed with hope and strength um, by setting our mind on like things that are above. Set our mind on what is true instead of like all the fear and the what if statements that our we have a tendency to like run with those fears. You got to put your foot down someday. There has to be a day you're like that you say I'm never I'm not going to allow this stuff to continue yeah. to happen in my life. Yeah. I'm going to train my mind to think on things that are above to think on what is true and mm-hmm. what is lovely and what is good. And if anything be praiseworthy and like then call I'm it gonna, out. So if you start thinking the wrong things, call it out and just say no. Yeah, that's recognize. not right. You ha- almost have to teach your mind and your spirit yes, to recognize like to. that's a lie. Like that's not what God says and I'm going to choose his word over what my word is. My fear is mm-hmm. over what what lie I'm believing or what concern what if this could happen. I'm not going to go there. Just mentally, I'm not going to let myself go there. I'm going to go back to the word. And when you do that, you yeah. refuse then at that point there to cohabitate yes. with those slimy, gross the, bugs of worry and anxiety. Yeah, you give it no room. There's not a place for it anymore. It doesn't belong here. Hebrews 12.1 tells us to lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so there are some weights and sins mm-hmm. that are in our life. And there's a difference between a weight and a sin. And these things are what occupy our hearts and our lives, and they call, they drag us down. And we need to remove them so you can run the race that God has for you. So some, some things that are weights that can be in your life could be uh, an unmanaged schedule. Maybe it's you're spending way too much time on social media. Maybe it's way too much time uh, on a certain particular hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are people in your life that are time stealers. That they're they're just a weight. Just it's not draining. sinful that I'm yeah. connected with them, but yeah. it's just not. It's not bringing. That, it's not propelling like, you into the yeah. pr- purpose that God has for your life, so that you can fulfill this. And those things can help create um, these uh, almost, if I could call like, like this, add to the baggage yeah. of your dread and fear and worry and stress. Um. As well as the sin. So it's not just the weights, but it's also then there's sin. And you don't need me to be your Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. And he can talk to you about these things. And the reason why we have to move them out of our lives is so that we can run. Mm-hmm. Run for us. Run. No, there's a race that's set before you. There's some 
things that the Lord has you here. The reason you're on earth, there's like purpose and there's purpose in today on your even life. in the bad day that you think yes, is so bad. And in the day, and we can't be entangled with everything that the world throws at you that or that the enemy throws at you that you put on yourself by do you know that not being focused. That maybe just, so here's what I want to say like this. Everything you're going through right now is not just natural. It's true. Spiritual. So the reason why maybe those things are happening and why you're so distracted by these things and you're mm -hmm. frustrated by it mm -hmm. and you find yourself so worried is because there's of the fact there is an amazing purpose that God has today. Yes. There's a God connection that needs yeah. to happen today. There's something that he's got in his plan to use you today. Yeah. And when you're so distracted on that, exactly. now all of a sudden you're, you're not able to fulfill the, from, the purpose. You're sidetracked from what God really has for you to do. Kick these bugs out of your brain, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, so let me just say it like this, okay? And then I'll, I'll, I've got some quotes here that I want I want you to hear, and, and these are powerful. But I refuse to be a leader that just goes and puts out little fires everywhere. You know, hey, there's a little fire that's happening in this person's life, or this person said this, and I'm going to... If I, as the pastor, a leader, just go work to put out all these little fires, now all of a sudden I'm being led by the fires that the devil has put out. So I'm being led by, by the enemy instead of being led by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to work to try to put out all these little fires. I'm going to work to listen to what God has for my life that mm -hmm. day. That's good. And there's a big difference there. Yeah. I'm just not going to allow it to, to occupy my mind. John Lubbock said, a day of worry is more exhausting than a day of work. That's the truth. That's true. Uh, Leo, I don't know how to say his name. He, he looks like he's Italian. Bescalia Leo, we're going to call him. He said, um, worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. Walt Disney said, worry is a waste of imagination. Hmm. Hey, everybody, it's time that we declare war. On worry. War on worry yep. and anxiety. And if you do, you're going to experience an immediate improvement in your day. Yep. Here's number three. Decide to help or compliment others. This is this is huge. This will turn your I day. This, this will really turn your does. day around. I'm yeah. telling you, today's a good podcast. This is good. So I think one of the key things, like when you're when you're not having a great day, um, we don't necessarily feel like helping we focus somebody on else ourselves. out because you're thinking about yourself. Like, okay. why I feel is my so bad. day so bad? Yeah. And then, then there's that worry and anxiety and all that. Yes. Our tendency is just like being selfish, honestly, like just focused on us and our need, our want, our what we're missing out on, whatever. But um, here's some examples of things that um, actually are going to like eliminate that and help you to flip the script, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything. And yes. here's the examples. Listen to this. Think about the best part of the Christmas morning or birthday celebration. It's not when you open up your presents as nice as it can be. The best part is when you watch with anticipation, the people in your life open up the gifts that you gave them. Yeah, There is something so wonderful when you give a beautiful gift to somebody and you watch their face just light up. It's very true. Jesus said, it is better to give than to receive. So what you yeah. make happen for others, God begins to make happen for you. So as you begin to meet other people's needs, yeah. what's amazing is 
that the blessings flow through you to touch somebody else, mm-hmm. almost like a hose. Mm-hmm. But that when, hose still gets the water on it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so when, you're, when your day is going like cruddy, like the best way that you can reverse that is by being a blessing to someone else. Like what can I do for them that would bring some joy into their world? How can I serve them or how can I bless somebody else and it changes your perspective about your own situation. So let me give you guys just a small little example of what I did just the other day. So Pastor Jeff and I, he is my executive pastor here at the church. We went out to lunch and we went to a little pho or pho uh, Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah. And so this little lady comes on over. In fact, we ate there just the other night, night. Tatum and Mm -hmm. I did. We always get the same waitress. And how old do you think that she is? I have, no I have no idea. It's hard to tell because she's really beautiful, but she's an older Vietnamese lady. And you know, like their skin and their, they always just look great. She's probably in her 60s or 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> so Jeff and I went there and uh, she comes over to take our, our order. And she's like, you know, what, do you, what, what would you guys like to eat? You know? And she's probably like, what, maybe five foot? I don't think she's five foot. She's really tiny, y'all. Okay, maybe I mean, four foot eight. this is coming from a girl who's five nine. To me, okay. she looks like she's not even But I looked feet. at her and I said, no, wait a second. I said, before I order, can I just tell you? And I was thinking this. I said, you have the most beautiful skin. <laughs> Your skin is so young, so supple, so beautiful. Supple. I didn't Did say, say supple. supple. <laughs> no, I didn't say supple. That would be weird. <laughs> but oh, I just told goodness. her, I said, no, I didn't say supple to her. <laughs> <laughs> you complimented her I skin. I said, though. you have the most young skin. She started blushing. She's like, she like kind of put her hand up, you know, kind of behind her uh, her hair. They're kind of like, oh, mm. she's like, oh, you're making me feel good today. <laughs> she said, she said, you make me feel so good. I said, no, I'm I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm just telling you that you have great skin which by the way i don't think chris has ever said that to another woman it sounds Uh -uh. like interesting that you would compliment her skin but she's an older lady it wasn't like i'm with my xp yeah yeah. it's not like a young 20 year old that he's like okay comes off weird i just you just i mean you have beautiful skin she's like you made my day and so I, i she took my order i ordered you know a bowl of whatever it's like a soup bowl yeah she comes out and delivers for me the biggest bowl i have ever seen in yeah. my entire life. She basically brought Chris like a mixing bowl of his favorite soup from like the back of the kitchen where they like make it. I said, what's this? It's like, like huge serving. She said, you make me feel, you make me feel, you know, so good. I feel so beautiful. Uh, this, this is for you. It was, yeah, it was a sweet gesture because she felt so touched by your compliment, like by your words. It was, and what cost you nothing to to say to her, to compliment, like didn't cost you anything. You no, were just being nice. I was nice. feeling like, like a million bucks wow. after compliment because I saw her like light up. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in her day. I don't know if she was going through difficulties or yeah. if there was another customer that was rude to her. And, and, in and it turn, turned around. Like, she really I brought, blessed you. I brought, In fact, I brought it back to the office, all the extra. And you're like, hey, I'm starving. I said, well, I got a bunch of soup, baby. <laughs> he gave it to me. Anyway. And so then I was able to bless somebody else. Just a sweet way of like how to turn your day around. Like when you can. Oh, she gave it to me free. She did? Free. I didn't know that. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah, sweet. See how that works? And the the like even the heart behind it wasn't that you were saying it or doing that. No, to I get had something. no expectation. It was really just about like. 
I saw being this kind. video you showed me being of kind. like these people that intentionally go out and they say something kind yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And then they record their reaction, just like strangers on the street, just like complimenting them in a in a classy, like in a sweet way that's not awkward. Um, and just recorded like their facial expressions and you can see the impact. It just brightens their day. Yes. People are so surprised by kindness, which is kind of sad. That's the state of the world that we're in. But what an opportunity we have as believers to bring that goodness, to bring that kindness and to be life-giving to somebody else when you never know the impact it makes. Like one smile, like one kind word can totally change their day, completely change their outlook. So I think there's so much power we have in the way, of course, the words that we use, but in the way that we choose to do that mm-hmm. with people that maybe we don't even know. John, uh, the, Jesus said in John 13, he said, just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. And so when I think about all the times and all the ways that Jesus loves me, I, I need to... Uh, Continue that and and love others. Yeah, and reach out to people and let and always attach the good deed yeah. to the good news. Yeah. So if I'm going to buy somebody's meal, don't just buy them a meal and say, "Hey, just wanted to bless you." No, just say, "I wanted to bless you in Jesus' name." Yeah. Or I wanted. I just want. God you has know, been so good to me. God's been I so good to me. To I you. want you to be you to be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Always tie it back to God. Always tie it back mm-hmm. to eternity. I'm telling you. Listen to me. Some of you right now, you don't even realize it, but the bad day is a distraction. To the real purpose. To the real purpose because you are an answer to somebody's prayer. Somebody right now is praying. Somebody right now is going through hell. Somebody right now, the devil is telling them that they're a nobody, they're a loser, that they are garbage, that they're not worth anything. And God wants to use you. And so don't just write off the bad day as just natural. Mm -hmm. Recognize that... There's a lot more this of the spiritual hap- yeah, happening here. Like, and the enemy's trying to do a lot of distraction because he's trying to get you off. off See, the course. enemy doesn't have yeah. to defeat you. He just has to distract you. Yeah. He doesn't he, he doesn't even have to fight you. He just needs to distract you because you are more than a conqueror. And I'm telling you, when you get your mind off of yourself and when you begin to help others, you're going to discover that you're going to become the happiest person mm-hmm. ever. So- let your head be on swivel. Look for ways to help your spouse, to help your kids, to to help your boss, to to go the extra mile, mm-hmm. to do the extra thing. Because the difference between ordinary and extraordinary mm-hmm. is extra. And you're going to shine. It's good. Well, hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today. I know I did. Had a lot of fun. It was fun. Yep. We hope you guys have a great rest we of your day. We hope you have a great day. A better day. A better day. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys God next bless week. you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.